Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is uh, Antoine A E Sports Talk here with my co-host, my man E. What's going on, E? What's good, man? You all right? Yeah, bro. I can't call it, man. Just ready to get into these new topics. First of all, I want to say everybody appreciate all the feedback y'all been giving us. Um, thank you for all the listening. Like, it's really surpassed my expectations as far as everybody listening to this and um, everybody giving our feedback. What you think about that, E? I really want to get at my homeboys. Um, y'all seem to have a problem with my take on Devontae Adams last week in this week. Yeah, that was terrible, bro. All y'all can awful. shut up because it's my that was, it's my podcast. So y'all y'all can that, shut up. Get your own podcast. Yeah, they look, hey, look, hey, look, yeah, hey, look. And this is our podcast, and that was an awful take. But hey, look, we're gonna let it play out. We're gonna let it play out. So yeah, at the end of the year, everybody who says something to me, I'm coming for every I remember who you are. I'm coming <laughs> for every single one of y'all that I was who was Devontae. Okay, say no more. Say no more. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. Understand that. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, man. So, on the agenda today, y'all, we got um, we're gonna talk about um, Bucks Raptors. Gonna get into this All NBA team and All NBA defensive team. Um, we're gonna get into our power, uh, position power rankings again. This um, we're gonna get into tight ends uh, today, and then um, we're gonna top it off by finishing on talking about the Game of Thrones. Uh, that's finally um over with now and uh, we're gonna talk about that about the ending and you know what we thought about the whole entire series but uh first let's get into this bucks raptors man um what are your thoughts on, nah, uh, let's get you let's get you talking first for this one because i'm i don't know where i'm at right now i want to hear you talk first well you know okay look let's I, i'm i'm here um I mix. I, like I said when when we first went into our predictions, I expected this series to go seven games. I expected the Warriors to sweep Portland with KD minus KD, whoever. It didn't matter. I thought they were going to sweep them, and I thought this series was going to be going uh, seven games. And um, I was a little disappointed in um, Milwaukee showing um, when Giannis came out the floor when he tw- twisted his ankle. Now. For you know, just for context, so everybody can you know understand. Milwaukee did lose the game; they're down three um, two now to Toronto. Um, Kawhi Leonard played a great game. Um, I did not like the pass that he made towards the end of the game. Um, nope. You really got to you got to accept that foul. And if you are going to make a pass, say he's tired. I get it; that's the right play. If you're tired, you know you're going to the free throw line. It's going to be tough to make a free throw in that situation. You got to get rid of the ball out your hands. Okay, I get it. But that was just a, it was such a lazy pass. It easily could have been a steal. Like somebody should have been cheating. Like I personally, if I'm playing defense and I know we're trapping the first pass, that's like basketball one on one. End of the game situation. When you don't foul on the first pass, you trap it. And everybody else, you need to be. I can hear Coach Smith saying it to the day, offering towards the ball. And like what that means, you splitting the man and the defender. It don't matter where your man is. I'm going to the nearest defender, and I'm cheating, and I'm finna go try to pick this ball off. Yeah, and um, you know he threw a lollipop pass. I don't know where the defenders were. They ended up, they ended up getting a layup out of it, and uh, you know they're pretty much uh, you know sealed the deal for Toronto. But um, I'm I'm hoping that Milwaukee can pull it out, so you know they can go to seven games. But it you know at the same time, man, I'm uh, I, I just I just I don't know. Like I, I need more from Giannis. Uh, like I said, I want to see Giannis versus KD, but as we're seeing now, you know, KD might they said he might not be available for the first game or two. So um, I don't know. We, we're going to see how this is, this all is going to play out. But um, hopefully, I mean, I mean, maybe this is what Milwaukee needs before they can take that next step. I remember, you know, Golden State used to knock at the door for a while. They used to get beat. They used to play hard versus Spurs, and then they 
just come up short and couldn't get yeah. past them before they could break through. And maybe this is what they need to get that experience before they can break through because they haven't been getting any production from their bench like they should. Um, I know a lot of people are saying Malcolm Brogdon should come off the bench, you know, to help out this <clears throat> second, third unit or whatever. But yeah, that's pretty much what I, how I see it. I'm just hoping Milwaukee can pull it out so we can get a seven-game series. Yeah, I kind of wonder about if we're getting seven games. Um, my thoughts last night was a game like last night made me really realize, like, why Ben Simmons and Giannis, in my opinion, until they get, like, a legit jumper or just something to make someone get respected, I don't right. ever truly win. Like, I, I see, uh, like, last night, I'm, I don't know if you remember, but last night in, like, the second quarter, that game got extremely boring because – all you saw was they was literally both team was living and dying by the three. And, like, it's easy yeah. to watch Golden State do that because Golden State, look, you got the two greatest shooters ever. But it's a lot different when you don't have them shooters. And they really they don't even shoot as many guys. threes as people think they shoot. Right, right, right. So when you got Brooke Lopez, which don't get me wrong, I know he's had a hell of a series early on. But yeah, after a while, like, you know, again, these – these averages, these guys shoots, they don't catch up to them. Yep. Like, and playoff basketball, it's just really weird. Well, it's really funny to me when I was watching last night. Like, both teams were just jacking, but they were missing like hell. And it was just like, the score was like 34-29 and like almost in the third quarter, in the second quarter. I'm just like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. this is boring as hell. <laughs> like, it's it's hard to watch sometimes. But um, towards the end of the game, I heard C-Webb giving Giannis a lot of hell about why are you taking out, you know, this guy, even if he's tired, he used to be in the game. I, I didn't know – I didn't necessarily know if it was so much that Giannis was tired or if it was because he kind of pushed his ankle a little bit. But even still, I mean, if you got a superstar, put it like this. I don't see Kobe coming out that game ankle or not. Nope. Period. Nope. Because he's he's going to stay out there. Torn, he, he's not let, he, he like, yeah. like, you won't even give him that look to like, hey, I'm going to come get you. Like, no. That, that was like a that, – that told me a lot too, just the fact that the coach thought it was okay that – Regardless, like he, I mean, he came back in the game. He played. He finished. Right. And all that stuff. And and I and and I've known from experience. Like I've turned my ankle before basketball games. Going back in the game, and then the next day I can't even walk because my ankle then blew up. I, I get that, but you, this is like a competitive nature where you just like I'm not coming out of the game at the moment right now. Right. You know. And maybe this might be a learning experience for him. You know. Um. And we'll never. You know, we don't know if they're going to ever get past this. You know, get past Toronto, but. You know, you know. I just, I don't know. How, how do you see the the series playing out for the rest of the um for the, uh, the final game or two? I want to know what's up with Giannis a little bit. Like how how hurt is he really? Because um, mm-hmm. I think most of his game is predicated off of the fact that he is literally a freak. He can get to the rim in two steps sometimes. So, I mean, if that ankle's weak, then yeah, I think it's gonna be. I, I I think Toronto's gonna win the game anyway. Uh, when they go back to Toronto uh, Saturday night tomorrow night, but um, I like to see, like you mentioned, I want to see seven games just because I'm not ready for baseball season just to be by itself. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Toronto's gonna take it tomorrow night. If they do not, I think that's gonna be like a prime. I think it's gonna be kind of like almost that Golden State uh, Rockets when the Rockets had a chance one without KD and the Rockets blew it. I think yeah. the Raptors can literally blow it tomorrow if they don't win tomorrow because I don't I don't know if they're gonna win and come out to uh to the Bucks. So we'll see. Right, right. I agree, and I and and I agree with you too as far as uh, I believe that they're gonna close out uh, when they go back Toronto. That is, is gonna close out when they go back to Toronto. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But um, oh yeah, moving forward, man. These all NBA teams, all NBA defensive teams, like 
and the um, all NBA first team, second team, third team. Um, you know, I I'll start with the defensive team first. Uh, I, to me, I'm sitting here looking at these lists, and I'm like, the second team defense is better than the first team. Like it's just like I'm sitting above my mind. My mind is blown. I'm sitting there like I would take all of these dudes on the second team over this entire first team, hands down, on the defensive side of the ball. Like I'm, I'm taking now. Granted, they, they had Giannis and um, uh, Gobert, which are good, but I'm looking at the guys on the second team, and to me, it's like it's not even close. I'm like, how are y'all making these decisions right now? You know, with these voters and. And uh, I guess we'll get into it a little, a little bit later. But, like, I just – I really hate that the media and these broadcasters or people are deciding, like, are deciding the fate on these these professional basketball players' pockets because of their opinions. And I already went in on I, – I, I didn't go in. But, you know, I gave my opinion on Rachel Nichols getting a chance to vote. Like, this is absolutely absurd that some of these people are making votes that are deciding things. Like, I was watching her on the jump today. And, um, <laughs> you know, just talking about, like, it's crazy how Clay Thompson didn't then – I'm like, you probably didn't even vote for Clay Thompson. You're the same woman that said you voted for him on the all-defensive team, and he still didn't um, – you know, uh, what, this year was, like, his first time on it? He's the first or second time on it. And Clay Thompson is, like, the premier perimeter defender. Him, Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard can guard perimeter players, and but mostly pa- Kawhi is shutting down wings, and uh, he gives everybody hell. He's not guarding the little quick guards and stuff like that. Yeah, Clay can do that and can guard wings. Now I'm not saying Clay's a better defender than Kawhi, but Clay is like on the elite level. Like to me, and uh, it's not a hot take, but to me, I I dare anybody to name one person who is a better three and D defender. Uh, I mean, d- than Clay Thompson, who is a better three and D player? Period. Than Clay Thompson. Nah, he's probably, name one. He's probably the greatest of all time. Honestly. The greatest three and D player of all time. You can you can just forget about it. Yeah, he don't put the ball on the floor, but you're never going to leave him on offense. Like, he is Bruce Bowen times 20. He is Trevor Ariza on steroids. Like, you just you, – there's nothing – there's no 3-and-D player better than him. He, I thought he should have been first team. Uh, my, my whole takeaway from that is – from the whole uh, NBA teams is Clay should have been first team defense. Uh, Draymond should have been first team defense. Um, I feel like that's and, a glaring omission too, though. Like, when I, yeah. when I see Draymond Green's not on that team and – I understand he advocates for it, but I feel like there's a reason. But my, my only thing is, well, I put it like this. You know how the All-Star game, they put in basically, they might put three fours and two guards, right? But basically they're putting in right. the best of the best. We don't have centers like that in the All-Star game. Right. I do, I do low-key wish they do the All-NBA team somewhat the same because I don't like seeing shit like 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 this all-defensive like this uh, all defensive team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. Eric Bledsoe and Marcus Smart are the guards. Like you just mentioned, I'll take Clay Thompson. They better than Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday clamps everybody. He gets everybody hell on defense. Yeah, like I, I'll take, I'll take Clay over him in a heart. I mean, over them in a heartbeat. Um, I will say Paul George. I, I had a feeling that was coming only because I mean he's he had a stellar year just all around. Yeah, and he's, I, I and he's an elite defender. Yeah, I figured they were gonna put him on there. Giannis. I mean, I feel like Giannis, we all just know. We, we see the highlights of this ridiculous blocks. Giannis may not be the greatest defender one-on-one, but I still think he's going to get it because he's had a crazy year, you know, just in general. Right. Um, so, well, I feel like Draymond should be 
it's hard for me to almost say I want Draymond with Rudy Gobert is too, only because Rudy is a – I told you about Rudy Gobert. I would take Draymond right. over Giannis right now defensively. Would you? Yep. I would. I would. I just – I look I look back at what Draymond did to – like when it, playoff time comes, like look what Draymond did to Clint Capella. Did he even play in that series? I don't even remember him. Period. I, don't, I, I literally do not remember him. His defense, yeah, he going to get dunked on sometimes. He gonna take chances. He gonna, I mean, but defense. He gonna get foul trouble sometimes. But de- defensively, that dude is he's brilliant. Dog. I'm, I'm taking over Giannis right now on defense. Right now, I'm taking. Now that's not Giannis gets a is a great defender because of his length, his size. Um, same thing with with Gobert. And, I, and Gobert is, is a decent shot blocker. But uh, to me, that's a skill. You know, like if you were just blocking, oh, because you big, like I could tell the difference. Like Draymond shouldn't be getting all the blocks and steals and things that he's doing. He's six six, you know. Yeah, I agree with that about uh, so. I agree with that about how he clamped Capella. But my only argument to that would probably be, do you look to Capella to be an inside scorer in the first place? Like, do you? you we don't look to Capella to do hook shots or any shit like that. So I mean, like, I, all I know, all I know is when he played against Draymond Green, his numbers were sliced in half. Yeah, I, I'm not arguing with that either. I guess I'm yeah. about like who Draymond has at least guarded in the paint in the playoffs. The Clippers, I mean, you know who? I, I don't know who the hell's there. Um, that's going at least in the post. I'm thinking about stuff like that. I, I like that Draymond can switch out and guard one through five. I do like that. Yeah, but I also got to be honest and say he ain't really had to guard no fives in the playoffs like that. So that's why I'm just kind of like, well. But there aren't. But like you said earlier, there really aren't any fives. There like are that. not. There are not. I, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to kind of see them play against the Nuggets just a little bit, just to see Jokic. But um, I mean, like you said, there's no fives, right? But do you think? Okay, well, let me ask you: Do you think uh, Draymond can take that challenge? I think it'd be a hell of a battle. I still think yeah. Jokic will okay. do what he do, though. You know, and I and I feel like Jokic is the best big in in the league. And I, if I have one person I'm gonna put on him, I'm gonna think, well, probably Draymond, because yeah. anybody else in that size, like I mean, maybe Anthony Davis, but I don't even know if he's tough enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, how I feel about him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he's a little light, but and like he's a little Draymond's soft, toughest, too. But. I literally feel like Draymond's toughest challenge is on his team already with damn uh, right. Cousins. With KD I and stuff like that, yeah. I remember seeing That's Cousins true. when he played with Draymond, like, whether it's last year before. You know, Cousins used to, you know, toss the nigga around. I mean, toss him around a little bit. So, I'm just kind of like, well, I, I think Cousins actually probably will be one of the toughest challenges for Draymond because he can literally – he can shoot a jump shot if need be. And the post, though, you know, he's a, a huge guy. Like, he gets he gets off. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not I, – I was very shocked by the fact that Draymond did not make it. But when I see how they have the NBA position, like as far as these positions and whatever, whatever, I do wish again that they would probably just go to just give me the five best defenders. Don't give me the two guards, two fours, two center. I mean, one center because, I mean, if I'm not wrong, DeAndre Jordan made the all-NBA team one time at center. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, that just that <laughs> no sense to me. So that's why yeah. I like I, I mean we gotta get rid of that center part in my opinion, but you know it is what it is. Well, tell me this: what do you think overall uh, about the uh, the All NBA team just in general? Like, yeah. what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I wanted to get not, not just defense, but you know the All NBA uh, team. Yeah, all three teams. I'm looking at it. I'm actually when I'm looking at the All NBA teams, just every team. And for you, for those of y'all who don't know, first team was James Harden, Curry, uh, Giannis, Paul, Nick Jokic. Second team was Dame, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Leonard, Embiid. Uh-huh. When I'm when I'm looking at that second team, I mean, part of me is kind of like, man, they 
they would give that first team some hell, like for real, like they they would. But look at here, I, I'm I'm gonna say this, and he's my guy. I don't even think he deserved his second team nod, and that's Kyrie. No, I, I, I do not think Kyrie deserved his second team nod. I just I really don't. I agree with that. Um, I think Kyrie. I, I think I think I think this is where names get you certain accolades, where right. resumes get you certain accolades. Because if we think about Kyrie's year. We saw Kyrie in the news for all the wrong reasons. Basically, we saw him in right. there for basically talking about, you know, well, basically seeing him in there for not really, you know, giving any kind of updates on his free agency, which I get that. But we saw him in there. We what well, we see in the year I with Terry Rozier, you know how they had to say, but that team was in flux all year. Um, I think they mm-hmm. underachieved. So I think Kyrie, if anything, should have been third team. I, I can't see him yeah. on the second team though, personally. And to and to me on the second team, his spot should have been replaced with Clay Thompson. I feel like Clay Thompson should have been on the second team, mm. and um, Kyrie should have been third team. And then either Kimba or uh, who's the other guy left? The other guard. We got West, basically Westbrook and Dame with only two guards. Oh, okay, Westbrook Dame. Um, yeah, it, it'll come down to yeah. The uh, I believe uh, Kimba should have been gone. And I like yeah. Kimball Walker, and I get it, but, like, he hasn't made the playoffs in, like, what, four years now? It's been, like, what, four years? Yeah. And I get it. He's a great individual talent, but at some time, at, at, at the same time, like, you, at some point, you have to elevate your team, and they have to play better, and they have to do better with you at the helm. And if you're not able to, like, to, like, rally the troops around you, then I'm just, like, I, 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 you're not that, that type of guy to me then. You know, I feel you, but I feel like with Kimba, it's a different situation. They they've only they've only gotten worse since he's like they, they. I don't know what the team management what they're doing, but they've only built a worse team since he's been there. To be honest with you, like if I kind of think like now, this is the only thing I was thinking about with Clay. I saw the interview where you know he kind of where they basically asked him the question. He kind of scoffed at it, and and like Clay said, it's no disrespect to nobody on the list. But should Clay have been on there? Yeah, but when I look at this list. I have a hard time thinking of who I would take off of there. I don't know if I could take Kimba off of there because he had a ridiculous season. I mean, he did everything he could personally. Did he have a better season than Clay Thompson? Numbers-wise, of course. Come on. I mean, if we're talking about just numbers, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not talking about just, just numbers offensive. First of all, Clay Thompson, we already talked about, is one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I mean, NFL, NBA. No, I got you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of the premier defenders in the NBA. This is just play. It's not just – you know, just you know what you can do of your handle. Like he's Clay is not a liability at but, all. But this is where being on the team with so many weapons is going to hurt any case you have. Though I remember I was talking to a bunch of folks at work. I was talking to a lot of my friends about the same thing. Steph and Kevin Durant are always going to be the headliners as long as they are on that team. Clay Thompson is always going to be that guy. We'll be like, well, he can go off at any and, time. But Clay's money is going to get Clay's money is going to get hurt though. The longer he's on that, well playing that third wheel like that because you still got people still know Draymond I mean some folks would say Draymond is more important than Clay from like a heart and soul perspective so I mean but see that and that's why I saying that's that's and that's why I have an issue with people that the 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 actual people who are voting because you got to have some discernment like you have to be able to look at it objectively and be like okay I see what Clay can do on the court I see every night he is guarding the best player on the floor period Hands down, he's going to defend them and do a great job, make life hell on them, not, you know, bailing them out, with, you know, sitting them to the line. And then on the offensive side of the ball, like, you can, he's not a lot. I mean, like, 
He scored sixty points in what like two and a half quarters this year Some, in the game. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, this dude can can get it. Like, okay, let's let's look at it this way. If Kimball and Clay switch spots, swap spots, would Golden State be better or worse? Worse, I'd say. Yeah, and me too. And anybody else on that on that team, except save maybe, unless you're like the superstar on your team. Like I get that, um, that their uh, OKC's guy is Russell. Um, but to me, with that whole Kyrie situation with Clay, his durability, he doesn't miss games. You know, I mean, he's a lot. I, I the fact that Clay didn't get on there, it's just, it's, it's egregious. And and anybody who should, you know, who voted. Regardless, and I bet you Rachel Nichols, sorry behind, didn't even vote for him either. Her terrible behind, but you know, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So let me. So again, like, so you're saying you would take Kimba off there to put Clay on? I would take Kimba. I would slide Kyrie down. I would put Clay because to me, Clay Thompson is the second best shooting guard in the NBA, behind James Harden, and I, he's the best two way guard. He's the second best two-way player in the NBA to me. Okay. The second best two-way player, period. Kawhi Leonard is the best two-way player in the NBA. Number two to me is Klay Thompson because he's the only person that can go out. Only other person that's going to go out there, he can give you 30, and he can go out there and lock up the best player on the other, other team. Now, the other player, might he might score 25, 30 points, but he's going to get it on 30 shots, 25, 30 shots. You know what I'm saying? And Klay and Kawhi are the only two dudes that I see in the NBA that could do that. You know what I'm saying? I know KD's gotten better defensively, but like he's not guarding the little wings and guards and stuff like that. Those little combo guards and stuff like he's not guarding those dudes. Yeah. And Kawhi and Clay are the only two dudes I see doing that. So that's what I'm like. I just don't feel like you know people appreciate what he brings to the table. Maybe his per- it's his personality. Maybe it's how he acts. But um, yeah, it's definitely. I just feel like I feel like the players should be the ones voting on this stuff and not. Uh, these media people like Rachel, oh God, I keep saying the name, Rachel Nichols, Brian Windhorst, these people who are, you could tell they got other stuff going on or they just don't know what the hell they're talking about. They should not be voting. I'm going to disagree on the players thing because um, I remember hearing John Wall specifically say, Oh God, here we he go. Like, was he drunk like, or was he? No, no, no. He was this. Okay. He came out specifically said, Players cannot have votes on the NBA awards because you're only going to vote for either your homeboy. Or either you're gonna end up voting, you're gonna end up not voting for the person you don't like playing against, and so that's why I, I definitely don't think they can ever go there because they're not objective. They're only gonna vote for again their friends in the NBA. Well, I'm not gonna um, take John Wall for it. John Wall word for it. No, I get that, but I I'm mean, because not- it's gonna be some people who's gonna vote with integrity. Yeah, some you said some though, and then we can say the, uh, we can say the same thing about the people in the media. Like I remember when Honestly, we did, I can um, go buy a vote from my homeboys. I mean, say say if we on the they're gonna vote team. for that local guy. Yeah, you know, he'd be MVP, and he know he's not – he has no chance. Well, I get that. But say we on the same team. Say you tell me, hey, vote for me All-NBA, and I'll shoot you, uh, hmm, let me see, a couple thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Man, I'm doing it. It's not even a question. Like, you can bribe me very easily. I'm a player. Especially if I'm on the bench, riding the bench too, it, it's not even a chance. So, I think but, that's like, – But, make, okay, but then here's what you do. You make the votes public, and that'll kill all of it. Well, aren't they already make, public for the media? Huh? Aren't they already public for the media? Yeah, they are, and they and they, every time they come out, they keep, they keep them low key. But once people see them, they're like, "Oh, this is terrible! Like, why did you vote here?" Like I said, with Rachel Nichols, every year her thing is just awful. You know, what I'm saying? Israel Gutierrez, his stuff is terrible. Like, it's people that are voting on these 
these things and that just you know these teams and it's costing people money. But I will say this: when it comes to Clay, uh, yeah, he lost out on about what thirty million dollars that he couldn't could have gotten what thirty or how much? yeah yeah something like thirty million dollars. Yeah. But let's not forget, Clay Thompson grew up very privileged. Exactly. His father played in the NBA. He had money. Same thing with Clay Thompson. They're like, what? What? I mean, with uh, Stephen Curry, they're like, why did Steph, you know, take these pay cuts these years? I'm like, have y'all forgot that his dad played in the NBA and he grew up rich? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like people forget about those things. So for me, I look at it at, um, and I and I say like, you know, Clay, like, and he said it in his interviews, like, I, I look forward more than winning a championship than being on the NBA third team, like whatever, you know. Yeah, he he said the right thing, and I'll tell you what, what I went ahead and did was I went and looked up the stats just to kind of see. I think mm-hmm. think not just the fact that we know Clay's you know personality he's kind of laid back. So remember you you got somewhat be boisterous nowadays just to get really attention. Yeah. I mean, but also looking at his numbers, uh, he averaged about twenty one and a half points a game this year. Mm-hmm. He averaged two assists, three rebounds, one steal. So again, a lot of things Clay do with defending the best player that stuff does not show up on the mm-hmm. stage. And so like again, I, I see what you're saying about why he didn't you know it's kind of agrees he didn't make it, but. When you again had the superstars, you have you're playing with those guys. You got Draymond Green, you got all these folks from pieces and stuff. I, I'm not surprised he didn't make. It. I wish he would have, but I'm not surprised he didn't make it though. Like it's right. it's a lot of folks that average. Well, he got literally he's literally got 19 players who average more. Well, I'm just saying points, but just saying in general, like it's a lot of folks that just have better numbers, and I feel like that's what the NBA is going to go by. Just probably numbers for the most part. Right. Yep. Yeah, man, and uh, and I'm gonna say this too. Uh, with all NBA, I know a lot of people had a problem with LeBron um, making the third team. They, some people were, like actually suggesting that LeBron should not have been on the third team and Clay should have been in that spot. But to me, I felt like um, LeBron. I mean, I I thought it was legit him being on the third team this year, and um, I think LeBron was like 28, 27, eight and eight this year. Of course, he's awful on defense. He ain't played defense in seven years now. Yeah. 27, 8, and 8, you called it. Yeah, 27, 8, and 8. And uh, while he was on the floor, you know, they, they did do well. Um, I mean, like I said, they were, like I said on the last podcast, they were kind of like in the mid, in the middle of the row of the Western Conference. And they were treading water. They, I mean, they were doing okay. And uh, they're like a game or two, you know, losing to being bad or a game or two winning and being okay. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like, you know, people are like going a little bit too hard. Like, I, I'm hard on LeBron. Um, a lot of times, but I felt like he should. He, third team was okay for him. Like I didn't think that like, he should have not made the team because when I look at it, I'm like, the only two like threes that I could put in front of him this year was KD and Kawhi. I could put KD and Kawhi in front of him as far as a forward was concerned, but um, because they were clear in, in front of him. But, well, KD, Kawhi, and Giannis. Those were three fours I could definitely put in there. Of course, you have what eight spots before. I mean, not eight, but six spots before. And I can I can know for sure I can only put three in front of him. Mm. And at least four spots. So I'm sitting there arguing with like I, I can't argue with anything that LeBron shouldn't at least make the third team. Do you um? What was I about to ask you? Um, it was something about. So for the All NBA team, um. Do you feel like there was any snubs besides Clay? Nah, I didn't see any other snubs besides Clay. Clay was Clay was the biggest snub to me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the only person I can say. 
In your opinion, so Blake Griffin, I made it. Whoo, that's that's the one. Now listen, if I can argue two people that that may have made it over LeBron was Blake and Lamarcus Aldridge. Those two to me were like kind of like on the fence. Like if you're gonna, if LeBron didn't make it, okay, I can, you can make an argument for that because he missed so many games this year. They got shut down at the end of the year. He was awful on defense. Right. I get it. Then okay, I get you putting in Blake or LaMarcus Aldridge. Those are only two, but to me, I just I just didn't see enough from them. And then, you know, Blake didn't do anything in the playoffs. And I know it's a regular season award, but just like my, my latest memories of them was Blake being hurt, not being able to do anything in the playoffs. And right. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge having his hit or miss games in the playoffs and, and throughout the season. You know, not being the man or like I you know, not being the the man on this team. Uh, this year, so yeah, those are the only two I could possibly see somebody making an argument. I, I wouldn't have been mad about it, but at the same time, I'd have been like, "Nah, I think LeBron should have gotten that." I'm getting, I'm getting kind of annoyed with people who are telling me that Carl Anthony Towns got snubbed. Oh I, my gosh! I, oh I, my gosh! I, I, I up a lot of numbers, but I, I watched it. I actually watched people play though. I feel like some of y'all that will be saying, "Well, he get no, no, you don't watch him play though. Yeah, you, you don't understand. These numbers are so empty." And uh, seriously, yeah. Thing, the funny thing about you saying Kimba, it's only two players who made an all NBA team that did not make the playoffs, and that's LeBron James and Kimba Walker. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two players that did not make the all, that made the all NBA team that did not make the playoffs. I thought that was like super interesting that we are somewhat getting away from uh, just the stat guys because Devin Booker, more than likely, if it was just based off stats, he would have. Yeah, well, yeah, he should have been in there. Yeah. yeah, but I kind of yeah, that's like what we're going that, by. Though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's next, player? Oh yeah, man. Sorry. So let's go and transition to our um to the NFL. Um, like I said, OTAs are are definitely live and direct. I seen Lamar Jackson throwing dots left and right, looking good. Ooh, Lord, looking good. Him and uh, Marcus yeah, Mariota, they looking good. But uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm just excited for football actually starting up. You know, I know we're still uh, uh the Hall of Fame games in what August. Um, uh, like, uh, yeah, usually yeah, around yeah. August every year that we had a Hall of Fame game. So you know, like, you know, training camp is around July. So I, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait for all of this stuff to you know start popping off. And uh, so we've gone through our you know power rankings of our position. We've gone through quarterbacks, running backs, uh, and wide receivers. So now we're going to hit up uh, our tight ends, um, the guys we think are our top five. Go ahead and get ready to hate. All y'all haters out there, get ready to hate since that's all y'all want to do when this, when this subject come up. So get ready to hate. Yeah, I mean, I mean they can hate on you all. They can hate on you all. You want to see? I mean, golly, you put Devontae Adams. Uh, says the guy who put Joe Mixon as a like a number four. Man, get out of here, bro. Yeah, and Joe Mixon <laughs> ran Joe for 1,100 yards last yeah, year yeah, and missed like six games. Because we'll hear from him. He missed but, like five. He missed like man, five games and ran for over 1,000 yards. This, man. Okay. Okay, we're going to see. You're going to see. You're going to see. You're going to see. On the sorry team, still ran for that many yards, but you're going to see. Sound good. Anyway, let's get into these tight ends, folks. Um, so, as we know, you know, uh, Rob Gronkowski has retired. So, um, that definitely puts a wrinkle in everybody's rankings and um, going forward. But, um, okay, I guess I'll start. Uh, did I start last time or did you? Um, I don't know, but you can start, though. Okay, my number five uh, is a guy who burst on the scene last year. A uh, very high, highly rated guy coming out of college, uh, top draft pick, and um, really took until last year to break out. 
and uh, Eric Ebron for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, just really, I mean, he's always had the talent, but uh, just never worked out um, in Detroit. I don't know if it was, you know, <laughs> Matt Stafford or, or or whatever it was. Like Matt Stafford, that's another. That, you talking about the Matt Stafford is the epitome of mediocrity. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what he is. He is. It's like it's it, there's one quarterback that just flies under the radar, and let's not even talk about all the money that he makes. He is so mediocre when it comes to to, to being an NFL quarterback. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but I'm not. I digress. Uh, that's my number five right now is Eric Ebron. Um, you know he had a breakout year. I think he led the uh, NFL tight ends and touchdown receptions last year as well. So. Um, Really excited to see what he's going to do um, next year with um, old Andrew Luck. We'll see. <laughs> He'll get him right. He'll get him right. Um, I uh, I like what you said about Ebron just now. Um, I find it so weird how in Detroit, where you would need weapons at, this dude just never got off. I, I don't know what it was. I, like when I saw him emerge in Indianapolis, it's almost like I know Detroit fans was feeling sick to their stomach. And and like you said, he was an early draft pick. And it makes me wonder, why did they take T.J. Hawkinson tight end this year early in the draft when they didn't even use Eric Ebron? Like, it, it makes no sense to me. But mm-hmm. um, my number five, though, I went ahead and put O.J. Howard uh, tight end from Bama. Um, I think this year he can kind of hopefully finally, you know, take off like he deserves to. He, did, he actually had a pretty good year last year, but he ended up getting hurt. He's always been kind of nicked up every now and then, but – um, Rashawn Jackson is now gone. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Evans is obviously the alpha male there. He's the guy, but I think OJ can actually become that that go-to tight end now. Uh, hopefully, Cameron Brake gets a lot of time there, but I think Jameis will probably try to zero into OJ. Huge dude, too, by yep. the way. And yeah, that's my number five, right? That's there. a good pick too. And Jameis, you know, y'all know I'm a Florida State guy. Jameis loves tight ends because he loved. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, what is what is his name? I can't even think of his name. Jack Nicholas' grandson played for the Buffalo Somebody, Bills. Uh, yeah, yeah, tight yeah. End on uh, O'Leary. Oh, Nick O'Leary. O'Leary. Yes, he loved Nick O'Leary back in college, and um, I definitely, um, I definitely like, uh, I like that um, that connection. Hopefully, they can build something on there. Hopefully, James get his stuff together because, uh, you know, I've always had my doubts about Jameis and where his mindset is. But okay. <laughs> uh moving on to my number four. Uh my number four is Jared Cook. And um Jared Cook had a really good season last year with the uh, Oakland Raiders. And um now he's with the New Orleans Saints. Uh Drew Brees always you know Drew Brees has never had the greatest arm in the world. But uh, he always took advantage of his uh, his tight ends. Um whether it was Antonio Gates back in the day. Um, when he had Jimmy Graham, um, I, I want to say he had, did he have Jeremy Shockey for like a year or two? You said who now? Jeremy Shockey. Didn't he have Shockey for like a year or two down there? I'm talking about who the quarterback you said? Drew Brees. Brees. Uh, did he have? Shockey? I want to say. I want to say Shockey played for the Orleans, but I just know he always wanted to check the ball down to the tight ends. Um, you know, Jimmy yeah. Graham had his best years there. Uh, ben Watson extended his career there. They drafted a guy out of uh, Stanford a few years ago. Um, um, I can't think of his name right now, but he was battling concussions, and I don't even think he's in the league anymore. But they drafted him really early, 
But we know, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Brees loves tight ends. And uh, the fact that they can get Jared Cook, who's a freak who runs like a wide receiver. I remember when he was at South Carolina. I remember when he was coming out in the draft watching him run. I was like, this dude right here can move. You know, it's like 6'5", runs like 4'4", 9", 4'6", or something like that. Dude can run. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, with his breakout season that he had last year, I know Sean Payton's going to find a way to get him involved. Uh, definitely going to be better than Ben Watson uh, was for them this past season. So um, I'm expecting even bigger things from Jared Cook. So I got Jared Cook at number four. I can see that. Um, y'all get ready to hate. You know, this is going to be a breakout candidate. Oh, Lord. You know? uh, ben Saban and Tuck. He didn't play last year. He actually tore his ACL. But uh, Hunter Henry, Chargers tight end. Hmm. Phillip Rivers loves his tight end. Hmm. Uh, We've seen what Phillip did with Antonio Gates. Let, let's not act crazy. Um, but, yeah, Hunter, Hunter's ready. Hunter's back, hmm. y'all. Um, fantasy football people, I'm going to go and give y'all one GM right now. Uh the boy is going to ball this year, okay? Um, I'm not worried. But I love Keenan Allen. You know, he's going to do what he do. Mike Williams, I don't know if he's going to just take that leap just yet. But Hunter, he, he's he's ready, okay? He's ready to play some ball. Um, again, he didn't play last year towards ACL and OTAs, which I'm praying. Uh, Torn told me earlier this week, if I'm not wrong, that Ruben Foster towards ACL, which I'm like, yeah, oh, he did. Man. But, um, I, y'all – I hate hearing about injuries before the season starts. That that bothers me more than anything. So, um, prayers to everybody who does, you know, future also get hurt. But, yeah, Hunter Henry's going to be my number four this year. I think he's going to blow up this year, finally. So, that's my idea. Hmm. Well, you definitely caught me off guard with that one. I Hunter Henry mm-hmm. would now not even be in my top ten. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see. Once again, you know, end of the year, we can come back yeah, to look, it. Yeah, look, we're going to come back to it. I'm going to watch Hunter Henry, and then we're going to see yeah. what time it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so we'll move on to number three. My number three, and the reason I have this guy at number three is because I know he's going to get one million targets this year, <laughs> and that is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. That, Carson Wentz is going to throw him the ball. Like, their relationship is – it's like – it's on, like, a level that Tony Romo and Jason Witten – type stuff or it's like I don't care what the play call I'm coming to you you know yep. that type of deal and um and no uh, Zach Ertz he, I mean he's a tough tough guy makes tough catches um he doesn't offer too much after the catch uh but he's a good route runner solid and um you know he's uh, unreliable <laughs> and so and he's been healthy you know as of late too so um yeah I definitely got Zach Ertz in number three just because of pure volume like they, he's going to get the ball thrown at him so I got Zach Ertz in number three over Philly and it's good it's a good thing for Philly you know um, I'm not saying that I, like it's some type of negative thing like I really like the deep threats that they have now with uh Deshaun Jackson coming back to Philly um Nelson Aguilar is one of my Florida boys went to Tampa uh went to Berkeley over there in Tampa. And um, uh, hey, hey, Florida boys, man, you know how we do. And um, I still got Alshon, and um, so I'm really, uh, I'm really thinking they will, you know, with with Alshon and um, Nelson, and of course Deshaun, you know, teams are gonna have to be wary about, you know, they, these guys can go up top at any moment, and uh, that'll just give, you know, Ertz all the room in the world to do what he wants to do underneath. And uh, with Carson Wentz, and I know Carson Wentz is coming back now, um, trying to get more comfortable with his with his knee. I, I think he shed his knee brace the last thing I um, last time I checked. 
not wearing his knee knee brace and OTAs, so um, he's a lot more comfortable. But I think breaking himself back into it, he's going to really look for Ertz a lot. So Ertz is my number three. Uh, same here. Uh, the exact same. Uh, Ertz is my number three as well. He uh, he actually broke Jason Witten's um, receptions record last year at tight end. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything Twan said, you know, we can go ahead and skip to the rest. But, yeah, Ertz is my number three as well. I know he had uh, more yards than Witten. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Ain't nobody looking at Jason Wooden to be yeah, <laughs> speed yeah, I blazing. I, I can run faster than him backwards right now. Hey, sound good. <laughs> but I bet if you get on the line with Jason Wooden, you're going to pile drive your ass. Nah, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, what anyway, two? number two, um, this guy uh, grew on me. Uh, I mean, even at the combine, when he ran the combine, really like him a lot. Really think he's going to take off this year. And that is my dude. George Kittles, man, like this guy is explosive. I think he's the most explosive tight end right now. Alongside, I, I'm going to say just him, alongside uh, uh, Evan Ingram up there and, uh, playing for the Giants as uh, and uh, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis can still run to his day. I think he's like the fastest tight end ever. But he, he's still explosive. But uh, George is, I mean, with his size, being like 6'5", almost 6'6", six, six, Six four, six five, something like that, and yeah. um, just being long and the way he moves after he catches the ball, man, I just, I really love it. Like he is my number two, and uh, really expecting big things from him. And uh, Garoppolo's coming back off an of injury, and um, the biggest thing for a quarterback getting back in rhythm is having a running back he can check it down to, and more so a tight end. So I'm expecting big things from George Kittle. I believe he broke the record last year for uh, yards in the season by tight ends. So, uh, <laughs> he did. I mean, he did. and he was having explosive plays. I'm literally, I'm talking about literally, like, catching crossing routes, going 70 yards, 60 yards, outrunning defense, like, the DBs, outrunning DBs. And uh, it was crazy to see. And uh, I'm expecting a little bit of that from Evan Ingram. Uh, he's one of my guys I got on the rise, too. You know, that the arrow's pointing up, up in um, with the Giants. He's extremely explosive. Um, but, um, yeah, Kittle is number, my number two. Yeah, I guess our number one and two are going to be the same. Yep. Uh, I got Kittle at my number two as well. Um, the funny thing is my number one receiver, I mean, number one tight end, Travis Kelsey, uh, he actually had the record at yards last year. And Kittle broke it. Well, he had it for an hour. <laughs> then George Kittle right. broke it. So, uh, the, to me, I guess the one thing that's impressed me about Kittle is that, like you mentioned, Garoppolo didn't play the whole year. Right. Kittle with, with any and he everybody. He played with baby Britt. Exactly. So, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just think it's funny that, um, again, George Kittle, who played with some of anybody at quarterback last year, that man literally broke a record that most of the greatest tight ends ever have never broken mm-hmm. in yards in the season. And um, Travis Kelsey, again, that's my number one. I mean, the Tyree Hill situation is actually very interesting because we knew Kelsey was going to get targets before Tyree was suspended. Like when Tyree was on the field, right. when he's not on the field, like Jesus, the sky's the limit for him. But um, yeah, that's my one and two of those two guys right there. All right, yep. And my number one also is Kelsey. He is he is that dude. I thought he's been the best tight end in the NFL for the past three years, and I don't see it changing um, anytime soon. I mean, he has everything that you could. Really wanting the tight end. Um, I really love the way he runs in the open field. The way they, you know, and it helps also being in Kansas City the way Andy Reid is using him. So, um, you know, 
it goes without saying. It's, he's the best tight end in the NFL right now. And uh, but I do expect Kittles to challenge him a little bit this year. I expect uh, um, a few other guys to rise. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's Kelsey, and of course, Kelsey's playing with the best quarterback in the NFL right now. My guy, <laughs> old Patty, Pat Mahomes. So uh, that's definitely my number one. So I guess we ended up with our uh, our top two. The same, oh, it was our top three ended up being the same. Yeah, I think I think everybody probably knows that top three. Just you know, those three, yeah. they, they are the standard. So I mean, you know, for for some yeah, like, really, yeah, I don't know what the hell you talking about with old boy. No, I'm telling you, honey, Henry ain't no joke. Just watch and see. Like, yeah, I, they, yeah. I just, I, that is just mind-boggling to me. That you have Hunter, Hunter Henry in your top five. I'm surprised I just, you don't have. OJ I, exactly, I don't think he's gonna be good, but you know, I mean, just Hunter Henry. Like, I, I'm okay. thinking about. I'm just telling you, numbers-wise, he's about the ball. Like again. Uh, okay. Here, here's what I know about Ken Allen and the Chargers. Melvin Gordon's gonna get. He's gonna miss some games. Ken yes. Gonna miss some games. Mike Williams gonna miss some games. Guess who? No, my my Williams been healthy since he came though. Since no, he got that past year. Let's not do that. And he had a little breakout year last year. There's a reason why Tyrell was playing before him a pretty decent bit. Like there's a reason why Mike was hurt somewhat, and I would know. Oh, it. and Tyrell went to the Raiders too. I forgot all about that. Yeah, but as a fantasy owner, I can literally tell you, Mike Williams was not healthy all last year. <laughs> okay, he missed some games. It's but he got strong towards the end. He finished. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Travis Benjamin terrible. Yeah, he had a three touchdown game. You know, that's cool and everything. Who? At the end of the day, I'm telling you now, Hunter Henry's gonna be on the field, and Philip loves his tight end. So yeah, he did. They watch and see. Yeah, he did. We'll see. All right, man. We're gonna transition to our last segment, man. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying the podcast. Um, we're gonna transition on to the Game of Thrones. Um, as everybody knows, this past Sunday, Game of Thrones ended. Final episode. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, then uh, that's on you because it's gonna be spoilers <laughs> for everything we, um, you know, going on. Oh, everything that we're gonna talk about. So, um, what was your thoughts on uh, the whole Game of Thrones series and the ending? Um, I was a little. It was cool while it lasted, but I will say I was underwhelmed by the end. Um, I felt like I invested a lot, um, especially because I did not start, you know, when that, the show started. I kind of had to mm-hmm. catch up. Um, I guess I felt like, you know, seasons was either it's two and three or three and four. One of them seasons, they, they got real rough to get through. Like, I, I didn't have to skip through them. But <laughs> season six was the one that, well, this past season was what, season seven or eight? Uh, this, this season, oh, my goodness, was right. it season but whatever, whatever the last season was. Yeah, season before and this last season, I was kind of back into it. Like, okay, we finally got some, we got something popping. Um, the the war, I'm I'm very on the fence about it. I messed up by going to see the Avengers movie uh, that week, <laughs> and Game of Thrones had the big war that Sunday night. And after seeing that Avengers battle, there was no way in the world that any battle I ever see for probably the rest of my life was ever going to compare to that Avengers battle. And so I will say, I feel like I'm a little bit biased by what I'm going to say, but I kind of felt like that. That battle was awful. Yeah, it was awful. The, the, for me, the worst part was, and a lot of my people, a lot of people I know that I talked to say the same thing. It was so damn dark. You can't <laughs> see anything. I got some part to kill. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I can't see. Yeah. That, that was terrible. And I thought I was tripping, so I, because I was watching the show, you know, with the lights on. So I'm turn my lights off. It might be better. 
it got worse. So, uh, yeah, like it, it just it was just hard to see. I will say at the very end, um, I wanted Cersei to go out a different way. I needed her. I don't need no rocks falling on her head. No, no. I need a battle. I, I need a dragon to eat her. I need something to go off. Of <laughs> um, I, I just was kind of underwhelmed by. It. I agree, and I want I wanted both both of them. I wanted Cersei and uh, Jamie to die in the worst way because I know they tried to make Jamie look out, you know, to to seem like he's some kind of nice guy or a good guy in the end. I'm like, this dude is terrible. He's probably like <laughs> the worst human being on this whole entire show. Like, I need him to 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 get some some serious destruction. And then watching uh. Uh, Tyrion go remove the rocks and seeing his sisters and he's a sister and brother and he's just crying over them like this is absolutely absurd and to me I you know I, I you know first of all like I, I felt like I was getting drugged through the last two seasons I was like come on hurry up now I need something um the way it ended I was kind of upset I wanted John to get the throne um I didn't want Danny to get it because I mean John deserved it. like whoever deserved it. That's why I felt like should have got it. So if John deserved it, I mean legally, you know he had legal rights to it, and he was the best person for the job. So I felt like he should have got it. And um, oh man, it was it was kind of I don't know man, it's kind of backwards to me. And um, I didn't the whole scene with Danny dying and all that stuff. I got. I, it didn't bother me too much. I was, I was just glad that it was like, okay, finally, it's, it's over. I can get some, okay, this is how it is. I hated the fact that Bran got the throne. I don't want to go into my whole Aaron Rodgers spiel. But um, one thing, the, the best part about the whole entire thing was they left room for something else to come, something more to come. And that's what I like the most. So they're like, okay, if they just ever decide to do a spinoff or ever decide to add something else, then this is what we can go to. And I really appreciate it. I was like, okay, so like I saw John walking off, you know, when they when he left the Night's Watch going into the um, to the north, to the parts where the wildlings came from, where they had to, you know, flee. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? And then I could look at another part, like, oh, what's going to happen here? You know, and you know, I, I really appreciated that part. So, you know, but okay. um, oh, oh, overall, man, I just thought I thought it was a good show. Um, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just hope that uh they come back with something that's um, if they if they decide to do something, you know, else that they will come back with something pretty strong, and um, you know, we can go from there. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, out of ten, out of ten, what would you give it for the whole series? Now that it's over. I go with a I go with a seven. Um, it, it now I'm I'm kind of a hard critic when it comes to certain things, but the fact that it kept me interested or it kept me just with it because I, I usually don't finish seasons this long. Like I, for y'all who don't know uh, stuff like Scandal. Oh God, oh I couldn't really do it. How to go with murder? Can't do it. I can't keep sticking with that stuff. When it's when it's supposed to end, it's supposed to end. And yep. uh, if it doesn't end, it's like okay, so y'all y'all getting paid. It's cool. You want some more money, great. But I feel like some shows you can really ruin. Like um, a show I used to love was The Wire. And I felt like The Wire always oh, yeah. did that. Um, I feel like The Wire figured out when it was about to go bad and they went ahead and ended it, thank God. But, um, yeah, yeah, certain shows, I think they didn't know, like, look, we only have a certain amount of time. Let's, let, let's give them the product. Boondocks, I feel like was kind of perfect 
Boone Knox mm-hmm. gave us about three seasons. He got out of um, you know, Chappelle show gave us about two, three seasons. He he went crazy, but still got out of. So I mean, I think they did right most of what they do. Right. Right. So I mean anything else you uh, you got coming up, like as far as shows that you kinda like interested in seeing or any movies? I know I'm interested in trying to get into this John Wick. You know, I'm gonna definitely wanna go check out John Wick. It's yeah. Um, um I feel like shows probably. Uh Power's coming on soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the last season for Power, right? Yeah, it's post well, I think it's supposed to be, yes, right. I'm right, ready for so. Ghost to go to jail. Uh nah. He's gotta I, go I to jail. It. He's a murderer. I need he's no, a murderer. He's a killer. I need an no, no, He's no, an adulterer. He's terrible. Going to jail is not an ending. We, we've seen him go to jail before. That's not an ending. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Well, I'm going to need him to stay in there. No, no. I need to see him Everybody and Tommy. knew he was coming out. I need to see him and Tommy shoot out. Both of them gone. Yeah, both That's of them out. I need everybody. I'm going to predict it right now, y'all. Tommy going to die. Ghost going to die. Tasha going to die. Oh, What's Tasha. Oh, Lord. Don't get me started on Tasha. Lord have mercy. Uh, Lala going to die. What her name is? Lala, she gone. Uh, oh, we getting them all up out here. <laughs> the we worst all actress in the history of Poor Lala. She's so bad. She gives me hope to think it. I could be an actor one day. I'm going to tell you who's going to make it. Dre going to make it. Drake, Drake <laughs> might be the spinoff. Drake, Drake. Is, as bad as they want Drake dead, Drake going to be the spinoff. Watch oh, why? No, it was Drake. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how it's going to end. Everybody dying but Dre. I'm calling it now. <laughs> calling it now. Oh man. All right, man. So man, look, man, we appreciate everybody sticking around and uh listening to it. We appreciate all the support. Make sure you're following us, you're sharing these links. You know, we on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor. Um, you know, make sure you're sharing it. If you have any questions, make sure you uh send them to us either through text messages or through our Instagram page at Andy Sports Talk. Um, so we can get get back into some uh, questions from the crowd. But uh, other than that, man, I don't really have anything. I appreciate all the support. You got anything, bro? No, we're good, man. Thank you all again. All right, peace. All right.